0: Hundred and sixty degrees,
1: high high, three hundred and sixty degrees, high high, three hundred and six, three hundred and six, three hundred and sixty degrees, high.
0: Welcome, everyone. Broadcasting live from Huchin, occupied Ohlone territory, also known to you settlers as the East Bay Area. This is Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine, produced, engineered, and hosted by members of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. I am your host tonight and kind of a meeting secretary, Freewill and Franklin. And tonight we bring in our recovery circle to talk about addictions to drugs and alcohol and how to overcome them. As I mentioned a couple weeks ago in part one of our addictions and recovery, in 2005, I kicked a 10-year addiction to meth with the help of NA, Narcotics Anonymous, and my family. On tonight's show, we have a very special experience. We will bring in a special group of folks to share their experience, strength, and hope, and how they fought to overcome their addictions, and how they worked to stay sober. That's tonight on Full Circle. I'm your host and on-air meeting secretary tonight. Free Will and Franklin, stay tuned. Hello,
2: Radio Land. My name is...
3: <laughs>
2: That's right, not yet. Not yet.
0: All right. Welcome again to Full Circle. I am your host, Free Will and Franklin. Um... Before we get started on the show tonight, I want to give a big shout-out to the Mayday production team, First Voice Apprentices, and our allies, Workweek Radio, We Rise, and Bright Path Video. We were out in the streets with the people of the Bay Area on Mayday, the workers of the Bay Area, representing working-class people, bringing their voice to your ears. So please check out the Facebook page we created just for this year's Mayday events. That's Pacifica Radio Mayday Broadcast. There you can see video. And media from right here in the Bay Area and from around the globe. Also, stay tuned to KPFA After Full Circle to hear from First Voice Apprentice graduate Sarah Blanco and her sounds from May Day. That's in the 9 o'clock hour on La Onda Bajita tonight. Now, On with our show. As I mentioned in the intro tonight, we are talking about addiction and most importantly, recovery. This is the second show in the past few weeks that deal with drugs and alcohol addiction. Um, They're devastating impacts on our lives and our communities. And of course, we're going to talk about a way to recover from these addictions. A sober community is a healthier community and a safer community. So, to get us started, let me let our very special guests introduce themselves. Um, I'll start with myself. You all know me. I'm Free Will and Franklin. Like I mentioned, in 2005, with the help of NA, I kicked a 10-year addiction to meth. Um, That was after a first failed attempt in 2013. And we're just going to make our way around the room, um, starting right here to my left with Marvin. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Marvin.
2: Hello, Radio Lynn. My name is uh, Marvin. Uh, I'm an alcoholic. And uh, my sobriety date is 12-16-16. Uh, I've been sober for two and a half years by the grace of God. Thank you, Marvin. And on to Christine.
3: Hi, I'm Christine. I am an alcoholic addict. And my sob- uh, sobriety clean date is ten twenty five o three. Woo. And I am so grateful for this new uh, opportunity of a new life. Right
0: on. Thank you, Christine. Then we have um, some of our newcomers over here, some great friends I've met. Um, Said, what's up, Sid?
1: Hey, what's up? My name is Sid, and I've been clean with methamphetamine since uh, September last year. September. All right. Hey, one day at a time,
0: right? One day at a time. And then we got
4: his uh, best partner right here, Chris. Chris. Chris, what's up? How you doing? Hey, how's it going? Uh, my name is Chris and I'm an alcoholic. Uh, my sobriety date is March 15th, uh, 2019. Uh, being sober ever since. Right on. I'm grateful. Right on. And um, I feel like
0: that's one thing we all got right now is this this gratefulness of um, what's come to us. Yeah. Well, um, we also have another lovely compadre. Um, well, thank you all. Let's get uh, something to talk about for us. Uh, we do have another beloved friend who couldn't be here tonight, but she committed to share her story earlier this week. So we'll listen to that now and come back and um, to our panel and discuss. Um, but let's hear Claudia's journey.
5: Hi, my name is Claudia. I have a sobriety date, it's January 15, 2017. I'm gonna share with you my experience, my strength and my hope and where my recovery is today. My experience with alcohol and drugs was fun for me at the beginning. I tried alcohol at the age of 13. It was the summer before high school. I attended high school and I was never the cool girl. I was I was shy. But when I had the first taste of alcohol, I knew in high school there was going to be freedom of my insecurities. I started high school. It was fun because I could have the time to hang out because I didn't like school. It was hard for me. Then when I turned 16, I started working in retail. It was my first job. I had to be responsible. I was the oldest out of my two siblings. My mother was a single parent and she depended on me. Once I started working, I became independent. My mother and I did not get along. We did not understand one another, so I moved out with my coworker. Later, I was in a relationship. Then I got pregnant. School, I didn't attend half the time. So for me to graduate, I had to go to night school and summer school. I did graduate in June, on time, I had my daughter and my little family. I worked and I supported my family because that is what I knew to do. The way I learned how to cope with life and what I knew was to drink. When I had moments and the weekends when everyone would come over and kick it at my house, I knew never how to deal with my actual emotions. Then later in time, I experienced with drugs. And those were phases. I was introduced to meth and it became hand in hand with my alcohol. My relationship became toxic. We split up and it was hard for me to deal with. And then that's when I became addicted to alcohol and meth. I lost myself thinking I was fine. I went to a few treatments. They were a success for a short time. Then I lost my job of 20 years in 2014. After that, I was lost and went through jobs to support my habit. I was coasting it. Then on the last run, I had a breakthrough. Uh, I had to change. I was in places I never thought I would end up. I knew God was with me because things could have happened to me, but didn't. He wanted me to witness it. It was enough. It was enough for me. I had a breakthrough that I had to stop this madness, this insanity, I can't do this to my daughter, myself, my family. I put myself in a treatment in January 2017 and that's where it all began. My sobriety date is January 15th of 2017. I started my new job in February. I started from the bottom and I worked myself up in my job. I enjoyed my work and slowly but surely I became the front end supervisor. I was going to treatment and working. On my days off, I would go to AA meetings, NA meetings. I just went anywhere that I could go and get my meetings, you know, because I knew I had to stay busy. I would meet with my sponsor. I just kept my focus on my program. After three months of outpatient, I extended myself for another five months. I knew I was not ready. Once I completed the program, I thought about, what am I going to do about work? I need to do more. I need to get better financially. I would pray and I would talk to God and I'd be like, guide me, you know. And the day that I graduated the treatment program, I was proposed a job positions to become a counselor. I was working two jobs that I enjoyed doing. Retail and counseling, the best of both worlds. I'm working, saving money, and working my program. After working two jobs, my boss uh, at my treatment offered me a full-time position. I was in an awe, and I looked at it like it was time for change. Today, I'm working and helping others to motivate them and building themselves up again. It's amazing to see, to watch people grow, and to be part of the process. My life today, with the relationship with my daughter and family, has turned around. My relationship with my daughter is amazing. We communicate, we trust each other, we're there for each other, just what I always wanted. My family, there's trust, there's love, there's communication. My program and the work that I do as a counselor has helped me to be better and to be able to pay it forward. I'm so grateful to be sober today and to live the life I've always wanted. And that's to be me. And thank you for letting me share.
0: Come back. All right, welcome back. You are listening to Full Circle 94.1 FM. I'm your host tonight, Free Will and Franklin. And that was Claudia's journey. Let's give it up a little bit for Claudia. All right,
4: all right. Claudia. Claudia. All right, Claudia.
0: Um, I know we all love it when Claudia shares at the meetings. And um, again, if you're just joining us tonight, we are discussing addiction. And most importantly, we're talking about recovery, how to find it, how to maintain it. Um, let's get going tonight. Um, we can glean a lot from Claudia's story. We had the use of a higher power, um, the God smack or the wake up call, uh, what she called a breakthrough, yep. the use of a treatment center, yep. attending meetings regularly, working with a sponsor, work, work, work. And, uh, we have service to others. Um, but let's start with, um, the wake up call. Yes. Some might call it, um, a gift of desperation. It could be called the hitting your bottom uh, there's lots of terms for it. Does anybody want to uh start with um a wake up call i
2: i I like to just relate to the fact uh uh, of the gift of desperation, uh, once you get uh, who is this? This is Marvin. Marvin. My name is Marvin. I'm alcoholic. Sorry about that, friend. Uh, one of the things is the gift of def- desperation is is that it makes you willing to do whatever it takes. Because what she spoke about, it, it, she had to do the work. So that means you have to surround yourself with around clean people you have to take yourself out of that environment so that's the gift gift of desperation and 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 start getting involved and and doing the footwork you know you can't wait for it to come to you you have to go get it so that's that's my take Um, anybody else you want to start on
3: that I'm Christine I'm an addict Uh, I do like the way she talked about it at the beginning it was fun 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 right Uh, and um, you know I didn't come from a family that was an addict family there was other addictions right there was a workaholic my mother was a workaholic and um you know, so I had a plan, you know, I'd moved with my son was, um, you know, two and a half years old and I had a plan that this is what we're going to do and I'm going to get this job. And that's what I did. And I started just using a little bit just to uh, make it through the day, you know, just to make it through the day. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm using a little bit for breakfast, lunch and dinner and breaks and, uh, after work. And then on weekends it was on, you know, so, um, it was, it, it was just amazing to me. I, I started this, this job that I did and it was, um. You know it was a, it was a, uh, a journey I became a journeyman and doing what I was doing, but um, all of a sudden I blinked my eyes and 14 years went by and that just doing a little bit every day became uh, my everyday thing. you know so after a while it just became normal to me. you know uh, the only thing that I was responsible for was to uh, get to work on time. you know and, well, I wasn't even responsible for that because I was late every day. but I did uh, hold that job and and all of a sudden I didn't think I would, would was able to uh, do my job not using. Because I always used, you know, until my that little boy grew up and be, you know, at the age of 17 years old was uh, tired of looking at mom doing what she was doing, you know, even though I hit it, I felt really well. And what kept me in my addiction for so long was my denial. You know, as long as nobody sees me doing what I'm doing, I've got this journeyman job. Nobody can tell me what to do. So, you know, when when Claudia says fun, 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 you know, it was, uh, you know, I was, it it just became uh, an everyday thing for me. And from fun to uh, necessity, you know, that's just what I did. So when he finally pulled my covers, uh, that's when the reality hit me, you know. And I, I say I got clean for my son, but I stay clean for me because now he's a grown man at, you know at uh 33 years old with a child of his own you know and uh you know I got clean when I was 44 and uh and and yeah and it's the best thing I could have done for myself and but the denial I think is what kept me out there for for as long as it did so yeah that's what I got to say about that
0: What about uh over here on this side of the table you guys um I know both of you both had some wake up call uh if you guys feel like sharing uh what brought you to this path um feel free
1: yeah my name is Sid, and i'm an addict and uh we're talking about wake-up calls um god gave me a wake-up call uh by giving me a you know the stroke but before that every day all i did was put my my costume on and pretended that everything is okay um I never thought I hit rock bottom. Uh, my kids, my my past relationships, but I, you know, I broke up with my past relationships. But I kept my job, came homeless, and still, I didn't think I hit rock bottom until God gave me that wake up call, and He said, "You gotta stop, or else you're gonna come meet me." So you had you had actual stroke. Yes, uh, I had stroke and aneurysm, and uh, I I had a lot more problems. I've been going to the hospital all the time from my high blood pressure, my everything else, my gallbladder, kidney stone, and all that. But it still didn't wake me up until that wake-up call, like, you got to stop or that's it. And um, I praise to God. I love God. I mean, I really, I finally woke up, and um, I pray to God when I wake up, I pray to God when I go to sleep, that, uh, and I'm so glad that my kids now, they're telling me they're proud of me, and that's the best, the best present, the best news I for me, because I'm the one supposed to be telling them I'm proud of them, but... You know, now they're telling me. And it's a it's, it's great feeling, man. It's a great, it's a great feeling. And you're talking about that they're proud
0: of you, that you're making this step to change yes, your life.
1: Yes, because I finally admitted to a lot of people, my kids, my sister, my brothers, and uh, that uh, I'm a meth addict. And, and that right there was a big step for me to tell my son... And I'm now a grandfather to tell my son I'm an addict. An and uh, now he's telling me, I'm proud of you, Dad. And that's, that, that did it right there. Yeah. And I just praise the Lord. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking yes. about right Well How
0: about Chris here? I know um, you've shared your story numerous times with us in the meetings. If you feel, if you feel comfortable,
4: feel free to share it now. Otherwise, we could, we could roll on. Sure. My name is Chris and I'm an alcoholic. Uh, My drinking started years ago. Uh, I think I was like 12 or 13. Uh, I harbored a lot of resentment uh, growing up, Um, and and drinking uh, was like a solution for me. Um, I used to get into a lot of fights because of alcohol and my drinking. Uh, It got me to places I really didn't want to be. And uh, it wasn't, I didn't really seek this program until uh late last year uh, i was arrested for a dui uh, on the day that my daughter graduated college and uh in front of my my family and her friends the, the whole campus uh you know it's just a very uh disappointing embarrassing for me and uh, another rock bottom was uh losing my job after 17 years um, i was laid off and uh sitting at home, moping, drinking and uh, not doing anything but just trying to drown myself in my sorrows and uh, it was suggested by my wife uh, that maybe I ought to you know, check into AA program and you know, I did, I wanted it so uh, I went down and um, uh, thanks to the Alano Club I I met my sponsor and uh, he's been working with me ever since and um, I'm just grateful, grateful thank you thank you chris thank you chris all
0: right. thank you so um as you can see here there's a lot of um places where we go till we and we may not realize at that moment still that we're going on the wrong path there could be a lot of things that are going wrong in our life and it's always somebody else's fault it's always somebody else who did it to me but really we finally take a look at the role we play right um well let's move on a little bit more because claudia talked a lot about um finding the program and getting out there and then actually putting in the work. So there's a saying that we always talk about work, 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 right? Work, 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 work. work, work, work. Right, right. So um, let's just go around and talk about um, the importance of like walking through that door. And, and then what, right? You um, you go through the, the first couple steps, which is um, admitting that you have the problem, right and then help me walk through step two is uh,
3: come to believe that a uh, power, power greater than, greater than, greater than ourselves to can restore us the sanity yes
0: and then step three
3: yeah i came
0: to believe we find a higher, higher power, power. Yeah. yeah so these are all kind of admissions that we go through but when you get down to a little bit further you have actual work to do yeah. so um this is a program of action so let's talk about some of the action um be fearless and
2: thorough from the very start, right? Right. That's it's like correct. Marvin's got something to say, right? Yeah, yes, this is Marvin, um, alcoholic. Uh, that's very important. Once you come to the meetings, it's, it's filling out the whole process. Uh, you want to look for a story that's similar to yours. And that's how you identify a sponsor. You're going to need someone to guide you through this because you can't do it alone. So that's number one. Don't feel like you're alone. Reach out to another alcoholic so that way you can get the help that you need because we can't do this by ourselves. So in order to keep this thing, we have to give it away. But it is going to take work. So that's basically
3: Yeah. You know, when I walked into the rooms, it was one of the hardest things for me to do was to admit that I was an addict. Uh, it was hard for me to walk into that room. You know, my brother was clean at the time I'd been using for a while. I was done. I was tired. Um, my son just, uh, he said he hated me and that just, uh, was like a dagger that went through my heart. I've got one child and I can't live my life with this one son hating me. So I knew at that time that I needed to make a decision. So when I finally walked into the room, uh, with a probably about a week. Or two, three weeks clean, all of a sudden I started to feel emotion for the first time. Uh, prior to that, you know, I had been loaded for so long that I just had this mask. I was covering up all these emotions and nothing really mattered to me. You know, couldn't wait till the grandkids left and, you know, couldn't wait till my son, you know, left so I could just go back into that back room and do what I did best. You know, so now, now that I didn't have this, um, this mask to mask my emotions, then I became raw, you know what I mean? I became raw and I, I could still feel it from uh, the pit of my stomach to my chest coming out my throat. And I call it my pain, shame and guilt. Now I had to do something about it right now. I had to do something about it. My ex-husband is in recovery. And when uh, when I got clean, I talked to him about it. And he said one thing to me. He says, I know you have, Christine. I said, I've been using for a while. He says, I know you have, Christine. I've been praying for you and your husband for a, for a long time. So that really spoke volume to me, right? He says, I don't want you to drink instead. Don't be drinking. Don't pick up drinks. He says, and uh, go down to the Alano Club. He says, get yourself a sponsor and start working those steps. So that spoke volume to me. He schooled me, you know, in that. So, and that's exactly what I did. I I went on down. I I, I was hesitant to say, you know, because it says, you know, we're powerless over our addiction and our life has become unmanageable. You know, I didn't really want to be powerless over anything. And it took a while for that to sink in that I didn't have any control of this, right? Right? that the disease had me right so when, but when I finally finally surrendered to the fact my brother if it wasn't for my brother taking me into the rooms and and uh, putting his arms around me and all of a sudden all this emotion started coming I sobbed and I sobbed and I sobbed for the realization of why did I do this brother why did I wait so long why did I put my son through this you know it was all this this uh, uh, this realization for the very first time I was able to feel all these feelings and I when I say I I cried for the first year. I mean, I'm, I'm not lying, right? And I, I got a sponsor right away, and I jumped in with two feet. Now, my pride and ego is so big, you know, and, and my denial, it kept me using for so long. Well, I didn't want to go into this thing of called recovery and, and not do it. I was going to do it to my to the very core and give it everything I have. And thank God, thank God that re, uh, relapse is not part of my story. You know, and the people that relapse and they come back in recovery, my hat literally goes off to them. I mean, it, it takes a lot of guts to come back in and to start over. You know, so, so the people that, you know, starting out for the first time and starting over, um, you know, uh, welcome. Welcome to this new life of recovery because it takes courage to do that. We can come in and not do the work and stay abstinence, You know, we can, we can, but we're we're still the same messed up person that we were when we walked in. Unless you're willing to do the work, and the work is important. It's so important. It's like the the onion being peeled off over and over and over. Right? There's 12 steps for a reason. You go from one to 12, and the last 12, the 12th step is going out and helping somebody else from what you've learned. Right? It it. it it's a, uh, you know, they say that, you know, come on in, give it a try, you know, try it for six months. And if you're, if you know, if it doesn't work for you, we'll refund your misery, you know, at the door. And uh, I'm just, uh, I'm saying that it does work.
0: And the the life is always out there to return to, right? And um, we got um, said and Chris over here who have just recently been experiencing this and um, what we call the uh, the promises and the rewards when you start to do some work, um, as our friend Rob puts it, the, the the blessings get sprinkled upon you. Um sometimes they're unnoticeable. It just happens and you don't really realize that your life is turning around. It's it's that um subtle sometimes. But um uh Chris, start with Chris here. How have you noticed um just by working the steps and just following some suggestions you know what are the little sprinklings of blessings that you felt have been coming your way?
4: Well, first of all, uh, I I can think clearly. Um, I I can make uh, really uh, a lot better decisions now. Um, I don't. Uh, I extracted myself from the circles that I was in, and I'm in the, the new circles now. That it's it's nothing but joy, and you know, like Marvin was uh, saying about you know going out and looking for a sponsor. I sought uh My sponsor out, which is Marvin uh yes, I went to yes. different different you. uh you know different uh, clubs and and he was the one I chose. He had what I wanted and uh now you know learning the steps, working the steps with him i'm hoping I can pay this forward when I get to that twelve step step with someone new um, If I could suggest to any newcomer get yourself a sponsor. Find that person, you know, who's got what you want and work the steps. Um, go to the meetings. Yeah. Go to the meetings. Um, I haven't done a, a 90 by 90 yet, but I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, seeking my higher power constantly, constantly, and just being grateful. Yeah.
0: Grateful. And, uh, said, how about you? How are you feeling with um, exploring this
1: new realm um, here? Yeah, I'm sad. I'm an addict. I, know. I love it, man. Uh, I'm a newbie, okay? Um, I've only been to eight meetings, and uh, when I first went in there, I went in there to be with my friend, but as I'm in there, the people there were just so, they just welcomed me, like, you know, I met them a long time ago, We've been and they just made me feel so welcome. And uh, I just found out now, when you guys were talking about the steps, that I've I'm, I'm doing the steps without even, you know, I'm, I am. And, and uh, when you guys were selling all the way to four steps, and I, that's what I've been doing. And uh, my main thing is honesty and not wearing a mask every day. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Going to work, yeah. just everyday living and wearing a mask and trying to fool everybody. But I know that I'm not that slick because people know what I'm, I'm if I'm on it or not. Yeah, but right. uh, yes. my main thing now is just being beautiful and feeling beautiful and, and just being honest, yeah. just being honest with God, yes. myself. I, I survived the stroke. I've told my kids and my family, I survived the stroke because of them, but I'm getting better for me. Yes, I am number one. And then everything else will come along. Yes. And you know, yes. my main thing is God. Yes. Number one.
2: Yes.
1: Number one God. Yes. And then if you go with that, then everything else follows yes. along. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Everything else Absolutely. follows along. Yes. And just being honest with people yes. and not not lying to yourself. That's
0: the main thing. That is this is a program of honesty and they talk yes. about that in the very beginning. Well let's give ourselves a hamper that because I think there's some wise words here. Um, so those are the voices of our special panel tonight. Uh, we are grateful, recovering addicts and alcoholics. We got Marvin, Christine, said you just heard from, him, and Chris here, and we are discussing discussing addiction and recovery. I want to thank you all for sharing, and uh, not for sharing, but for sharing. <laughs> and um, we're going to take a short music break, and um, we will return to speak um, with our special guest. We'll be right back. Right. Learning to talk again. Um, hello, hello. You are listening to Full Circle right here on KPFA 94.1 FM. That was Walk by the Pooh Fighters, and that one goes out to Ernie in Antioch. You know who you are. Um, I'm your host tonight, and I'm joined live in the studio uh, with a special panel of people Marvin, Christine, said, and Chris. And I wanted to quickly talk about acceptance Um, said you mentioned it about being accepted and feeling comfortable. Um, One thing we can see just by looking around the room right now at each other and at our regular meetings, uh, we are a diverse bunch of people, our meetings um, and here in this room. Um, You can look at all the research and see how different groups of people are affected in different numbers um, for different reasons by drugs and alcohol. Uh, but you see in these rooms that the diseases themselves, addiction and alcoholism, um, they don't discriminate. Yes. You can be old, young, black, white, brown, any color, man, woman, yes. a non-binary, gender, rich, poor, it does not matter. Yes. But these rooms that we come to, they also do not discriminate. Yes. And two quotes that really moved me um, from being in these meetings, uh, one hangs on the wall, and we let me know if I got this one right, when anyone... Anywhere reaches out for help, we want the hand of Alcoholics Anonymous to be there. And for that...
2: I am truly grateful.
0: I am responsible. Yes, sir. I am responsible. And um, also, uh, quote, well, um, it doesn't say um, a black hand, uh, a white hand, a straight hand, or any other distinct... uh, kind of person or anyone, it says anyone. Right. Right. And so that's what we do. Also, um, a small quote from the daily reflections book. Um, the date is April 28th. If you got a daily reflections book, um, this one's a little longer, but it's still kind of short. Alcoholics anonymous has evolved a philosophy of life full of valid motivations, rich in highly relevant principles and ethical values. A view of the life which can be extended beyond the confines of the alcoholic population. To honor these precepts, I need only pray and care for my fellow man as if each were my brother. And I would add, or sister, of course. So acceptance, right? Um, Acceptance is important in these rooms. Um, But like many of the principles of AA and NA, it goes um, beyond the walls of the room. It's It's a life. It's a life lesson. So who's up? Who wants to talk about acceptance and feeling welcome? Sed, you mentioned earlier about when you walked in that room how how you felt. You want to talk about that?
1: Yeah. Uh, My name is Sed. And uh, the people are great. I mean, uh, they don't judge you. They're there to support you and guide you. They're not trying to tell you what to do because you can... Step out that room and go do your drugs, go drink, whatever you want. But the people are there, always there to support and guide and be there for you. And uh, and I really, really am very grateful for that. And um, I, every time I go in that room, regardless if it's eight people, 16 people, 20 people, when I get in there, we're like brothers and sisters, man. And... Uh, And it takes a lot for someone to share the stuff that we share in there. And I've shared a lot of things there in that room. And no one ever judged me. Uh, They listen. And I just feel very loved and not appreciated, but just very loved. And to get the support from my brothers and sisters there. Thank you,
0: said. Anybody else want to talk about the acceptance?
3: I'm Christina. I'm an addict alcoholic. Um, you know, it's really uh, a beautiful thing. They say in in NA, you know, one addict uh, uh, helping another is without parallel. You know, and it, and it's so it's so true, right? Uh, you know, I do the uh, the NA program for a lot, a lot of lot for a lot of years, and then just the last ten months, I decided I'm going to walk into uh, the AA program, and uh, because I got a lot going on in my life right now, and you know, uh, and I needed it. I needed uh, some more support. I needed some more understanding because you know, drugs was a major thing in, in my life, and alcohol really wasn't. But uh, you know, it, it's it's tempting, right? You look in look on television, you see the the alcohol, you see the summer stuff, you see you don't know, go, oh man, there's so much going on in my life. Maybe, you know, drink what a drink, what, drinking wasn't really my problem. So maybe, you know, I can have a drink. Well, I know what my disease of addiction is all about. You know, it wants to kill me. This is a matter of life and death and I do not want to lose what I have. You know, there's a, um, an AA a fellowship in Hawaii that I go to when we go on vacation and that that's my home group over there. And I said, you know, I'm going to come back home and when I go to Antioch and I'm going to try AA over there. So I work both programs because I need it in my life. when I walked into that Alano club, the people there were so loving, right? I had a hard time saying, hi, I'm Christina. I'm an alcoholic, but you know, this is all inclusive. I mean, I'm an alcoholic, shopaholic, whatever it is, you know, uh, I've, I've got the disease of addiction and they welcomed me. Now I go in, out of respect of, of that meeting. I say, hi, I'm Christina. I'm an alcoholic addict. You know, they can care less. You know, this isn't a religious program. This is a spiritual program. And in that meeting, you feel the spirit of God there you feel the spirit of the group there you know what I mean and and they don't discriminate you walk in there and just really really feel the love so uh, yeah that's that's what I got about that
0: um unless anybody else wants to touch on that I'll move on to my next subject everybody feeling good mm-hmm. feeling good because I do have something else I wanted to talk about and um I want to talk about what changes in us because just to quit the drinking or the using is not the complete answer, right? There are steps to AA and NA. Um, After we quit the drinking or the using or both, there are ways to maintain our sobriety. And I want to particularly talk about um, service, one alcoholic or addict helping another. And I got another great quote that I want to pull from the book. And this one comes from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, page 29. It's called Giving Back. You guys know this one? Um, It says, He has struck something better than gold. He may not see at once that he has barely scratched a limitless load that will pay dividends only if he mines it for the rest of his life and insists on giving away the entire product. So that's what it's about, the the service. I see Marvin leaning in. uh, Marvin, what do you got about... um, the service, uh, service and sponsorship.
2: What, what that quote means is basically you can't keep this thing unless you give it away. So that means when, you're, when someone takes you through the big book, they guide you through it, you're able to guide someone else through the big book. So it, it's, it's like a re, revolving door basically where you have to, you have to pass it on. Because you can't stay sober unless you pass this thing on, unless you help another alcoholic. We're responsible for that. So it's pretty much cut and dry, but it, it, it the reward's... And another thing I like to say: if get into service, get a commitment, because once you get that commitment, you're you're kind of accountable.
0: Tell us, tell us a little bit about what a commitment or what service might be.
2: Uh, a service is is maybe making coffee, becoming a coffee maker, becoming a greeter. Uh, we'll even make up a, a position for you because that's how much we care about you. That's how much we want to see you succeed. So because we're, we're a family, so we accept. We, we'll create a position. for for you, because we don't want you to have to go out there and and, and live in that misery. So, uh, but it's 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 serving coffee, uh, it's being a secretary of a meeting. Some of it requires some sobriety time, but we don't we don't really care about that. If you if you're in that desperation state, we're here to help you. So don't feel like we're, we're we're here to judge you because we we've been there, so we understand, and we don't care who you are. So come on in as you are. So that's, that's our model. Somebody else, anyone want to
0: touch
4: on commitment, uh, service? Yeah. We
2: got uh, Chris over here. Chris, uh, alcoholic. Uh,
4: yes, uh, although I'm new to the program and my sobriety is in its infancy, I guess you can, if you will, uh, I hope to be in service uh, in the near future. Um, but I felt, I feel as I've helped other alcoholics already being new. Uh, I've called people I've called my sponsor. I've had people call me when they were ready to take a drink, and these were people outside of our our home club. So uh, it's it's working. The program works, and you know it's a true testimony that it
0: does. And so um, the idea of service and commitment is to keep you connected, right? You, do, you don't fade away from the program and you have some accountability. Um, Christine, she's leaning into the mic.
3: Yeah, you know, I just made a commitment to myself was to do 90 and 90, 90 meetings in 90 days. And uh, at, at this point in my life, I've got two sick parents right now. My brother and my husband and I are, are the caregivers. And it's really stressful. We've never walked through this ground before. It's unfamiliar to me. There's lots of people in the rooms that have gone through the same. Same thing that I'm going through. And uh I've never done in the 15 and a half years clean a 90 and 90. I thought, who does ninety and ninety? That's a big commitment, right? Well, I'm retired and I decided I'm gonna do ninety and ninety. Well, I did I did 138 meetings in ninety days because and and I've learned so much from that. I've learned so much, you know. And I and and now when a swan- Ooh, thank you. Here it comes, thank here you. It comes. Yeah, and I just want to keep going. I want to at least hit a meeting a day. You know, there's just so much to uh benefit from that commitment to yourself it's great and um
0: i think when when i'm in the rooms with you all and i hear um all our fellows talk about how service keeps them coming back because we have been in those rooms and heard the stories of people that had 5 10 15 years and they drift away a little bit and think you know They're everything's going great. Right. They got the life now, the um, the life they wanted. Their family maybe came back. Not always, but they made their family back. They got a job. They're living good. And there's another saying that goes along with that is don't let the life that A.A. gave you get in the way of A.A. Right. Right. Because you got to keep staying connected to to keep that sobriety. And I think the service um, and the commitments are a big part of that.
2: Yes, indeed. Because a lot of people do come in and uh, they do the... the 30-day dry out. They get everything back and they feel like they've succeeded. But that's not how it works. It's, it's a life changing. It's a, it's a new way of life. So that means that your, your addiction is still waiting. It's still waiting to resurface. So you have to maintain that. You have to keep coming to meetings. You have to be in service constantly. You, your life never changes. You never get well. That's why they call it a disease. So it's a constant maintaining because a lot of people drift away and they end up going back out because of that thinking. Because what this program does, it teaches you the a new way of life and a new way of thinking. So that because the alcohol is a symptoms, but it was our thinking process that led us to the things that we did. So. Yeah, I like the way
0: Ozzy always put it, that it's always (laughs) over there in the corner. It's doing doing push-ups, and it's getting strong. (laughs) And so you need to be over here and uh, maintain some strength in your system.
3: Yeah, you know, uh, after I did the 12 steps in my recovery, you know, there's always more stuff to work on, right? I'm on my third step, third time around on the 12 steps. You know, the second time was, was on obsession and behavior, my obsession and behavior. So I did a whole nother, you know, 12 steps on just obsession and behavior and and this third time around i'm doing it on my my acceptance of others and and uh, my perception of others and my acceptance of myself and perception of myself so it never it never ends you know what i mean we've got character defects deep rooted inside of us that you know we can just we can be abstinence and not do anything any 12 step at all you know but we still haven't really healed from the from the deep rooted you know problem that lies within us
0: And that's one thing I'm really amazed about that I've been learning. Um, When I originally did my uh, come to the rooms in 2005, I, I wasn't fully into it. And I didn't have the clear head because I was just coming off like 10 years of addiction to meth, right? You know, so I've been using it so long. But now that um, the way The Mysterious Ways works and I'm back, find myself back in these rooms, I really have been um, paying a lot closer attention to see how this program works. And this has a proven track record. Uh, this program's been around since, someone helped me here, the 30s, the yes, 40s? Since, 19- since
2: 1932, if I'm correct.
0: And so that means there's thousands, probably millions of people that have benefited from this program. Um I want to move on just a little bit. We have about 10 minutes left, and I wanted to make sure everybody had a chance to chime in on this next subject, which is words of encouragement, words of wisdom for people that are out there right now. A lot of times we'll close the meeting with a moment of silence for the alcoholics and addicts that are either inside the rooms or outside the rooms that still suffer. And I also like when people throw in and the children caught in the crossfire because we all know that children also pay a big price when they got addicted parents, alcoholic parents. And as our good friend Jeff that we're missing tonight, I re- wish uh, shout out to Jeff out there if you're hey, listening. Uh, he always talk- Hey Jeff. Jeff. He talks about being in the, the center of the storm. The people in the center of the storm get hurt most. Your family, your loved ones. Um, so I've always been amazed and how it's not just quitting the drinking, quitting the drugs. It's a whole way to change your thinking. So well, let's go around the room. We'll start with Marvin here. There's people out there listening, people that may be addicted, maybe uh, to drugs or alcohol, and they're thinking, you know, will NA work for me? Will AA work for
2: me? What do you got to say to them, Marvin? Uh, what I got to say is that what are you willing to do? Are you sick and tired of sick and tired that's what they asked me they asked me the question are you sick and tired of living the way you're living and uh I had to ask myself that because I was tired of hurting my family I had hit bottom and I had nowhere to go but but to just surrender so if you're not at that point of surrendering and you you just if you're not ready to quit uh you know the only thing I can tell you is to to go to your local meeting or something to 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 kind of get some insight, because if you're if you're in in and out of jail, you're 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 the hospitals and institutions. It, it's something telling you you need some help. So that's what I. Could. Thank you, Marvin. We'll just move on around, Christine. What's your
0: words of encouragement for someone that's? questioning the ability of this program to help them.
3: You know, if you think that uh, that oh man, I'm going to lose all my friends, it's not going to be fun anymore, you know, you don't even have a clue you know, what this recovery process and this recovery life because, you know, we're so used to living our life uh, chaotically, right? We don't, you know, you got, just give yourself a chance. There is so there is like 300 and something meetings in Contra Costa County alone, you know what I mean, at one time. You can always find a meeting, but when you get plugged in, this isn't just uh, in Contra Costa County or in your little town, this is worldwide. I'm talking worldwide. I mean, you can go to conventions. You know, last year my husband and I went on our first uh, recovery cruise, 2020. We're going on another recovery cruise, going to the Caribbean. You know, I mean, there is so much fun. There's campouts. There's dances. Uh, and, 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 and you remember it, yeah. And you what remember adorable. it, right? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Just give yourself a break, man, and and you know, and 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 try it. Just try it because you meet. New friends. It's a new way of life. Your your family start to you know forgive you and love you and and if it don't you know you you start to love yourself no matter what right. Like I said, I, I got clean for my son. I stay clean for me.
0: That's right. Wise words there for Christine. Well, let's move on around. Said what kind of wise words you got? New to the program? New to this way of life? If oh, someone's yes. questioning questioning this, what do
1: you got to tell them? Well, I, what I got to tell them is uh, everybody in that group in that room has demons and they will just help you control that demon and uh, just get right with God and the people there are great if you it to, you know, if you really want that support but all I'm saying is we're all not perfect uh, the demons can still come and For me, what works for me, at least, is God. It's just talk to God and uh, look forward to getting respects from your family. Because uh, staying hidden from your family is pretty hard, man. And communicating with your family now, especially your kids. Your kids, they pay the price. And... um, I'm pretty sure my kids probably knew, and they just never told me. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just feels great to have your kids tell you that they're proud of you, man, and they love you. And communicating with my mom, my sister, my brothers, and, you know, the family in that room is something else, man. And it works. It really works.
0: It really works. True words. True words said. All right. We got one more left. Uh, Chris, someone's out there listening, questioning whether this is going to help them or not. What do you got to say?
4: For those of you out there listening right now, give the program a try. You know, you've been doing the things your way for how long, however long. Give it a try. Go to meetings. Get yourself a sponsor. Seek your higher power. You know, it does work if you put in the work. Right. Work, Thanks, work, work, right? work,
0: work, work, right? Work. work, work, work. This is a program of action. Um, yes. They want you to be uh, fearless and courageous from the very start. You jump in with both feet and you put some work in. You're going to experience these blessings, That's right? Right, yeah. right, And what else they say? Uh, uh, don't leave before the miracle happens. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Well, um, yes. these are the voices of my very special guests. Uh, we got Marvin, Christine, Sid, and Chris. Let me give you, uh, let's give us all uh, All a big thank you to ourselves. Yes, yes. And uh, let's hope we uh, touch someone out there tonight. We know uh, people are out there listening. And I would finally add, um, if you're thinking about it, that's a first step right there.
3: Absolutely.
0: Keep it in your mind. What I heard was keep it in your mind that you want to quit, even if you're doing it right now. And think about that every time you're doing something you don't want to. And then when you're ready, take that step. Find that place. Get into those rooms. Um, we're just about to come to the end of tonight's show. I want to I want to let you all know that on our website, kpfaapprentice.org, I will link um, an app to find meetings near you. There will be um, other links to Al-Anon, uh, NAAA. They're everywhere. They're worldwide, and they're there to help. So if you have the chance tonight and the ability, I would say around 830, um, just go to kpfaapprentice.org. Check out our links, or don't even wait. If you got a smartphone, you could look it up on your smartphone. There's lots of apps uh, to find a meeting near you. Um, let's give ourselves one last hand tonight. We're right. about to wrap yeah. up. Yeah.
4: All right.
0: All right. And um, God bless. Let's give a good shout out. Who do we got? We want to shout out Jeff, Ernie. Who's in
2: our home home base? Uh, uh, David, Ernie. David, David, Tammy, uh, uh, Kimber, Tammy, April, April. Rob. All Rob, right. yeah, shout yeah. out to Rob.
0: All right, Rob, yeah, holding it down. Um, Rob was actually uh, going to come tonight and uh, he couldn't make it because work, right? Everyone's got to do that work. Um, well, again, I want to thank you all for taking
1: the time. Sid's got something he wants to say. I just want to give a shout out to my sister, Shirley. Yay. 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 Yeah, right. She's always, you know, have my back, man. Right, yeah. got.
0: I love you, sis. All right. all right. Thank you, Shirley. Thank you. Um, And I appreciate you all. Thanks for being there for me, for us, and for my family. You all know who's my family there. And uh, that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Tune in next week for Kenny C. and other women of First boys as they honor mothers in honor of Mother's Day. Our executive producer is Miss M. Our technical director is myself, Brie and Franklin. Joy Moore is our production consultant. Again, I've been your host this evening, Freewell and Franklin. Thanks to Kenny C. on the board, Sharon Peterson right here for some additional engineering. And we got our tech assistant back there, Theodora. Up next, La Onda Bajita in Espanol. And stay tuned for the sounds of May Day at 9 p.m. in English and Spanish with Sarita Blanco. Thank you all, and good night.
3: Good night.
4: Good night. night. Thanks, Frank.